Podcast. Hold on to your butts. We are changing the course of history as we see it. That is what Westcott demands. Now this affects Iris. Um, Iris, where are you? What you feel only matters to you. I do not entertain hypotheticals. The world as it is is vexing enough. Iris, I have a tip for you. Don't take drugs! Or whatever movies with Wesley and Iris. What up and welcome to Or Whatever Movies. I'm your co-host Iris and I'm here with my older brother. Wesley. And today we're discussing a movie from 2021 from Iceland made available to us in 2022. It's called I Am Not Rich But Other People Are Rich and That's Not Fair. Wait, what? Yeah. That's your takeaway from Lamb? Yep. People have ideas and other people are like, we love that idea. We're going to buy it and distribute it worldwide. And then they make lots of money. And I do not because I have, if I have those same ideas, I'm like, yeah, that's stupid. (laughs) And what is that idea? This idea is Waldemar Johansson. He said, I started drawing different creatures, and then I drew a lamb baby. And then I was like, okay, and then I had to develop a story around it. And then I make a movie, and A24 says, we'll buy it. (laughs) So you know what the hardest part about lamb for me was? What's the hardest part about lamb for you? Neither lamb nor sheep lends itself easily to wordplay. Nothing rhymes satisfyingly with lamb or sheep. Here's the best I could come up with. Finders, sheepers. <laughs> That's so dumb. I I admit, I rewound this movie a bunch. I would Me get too! Bored and I would check my phone and I'd be like, wait, did something happen that I need to be made aware of? No, I didn't rewind it in that way. I rewound it in the sense that I backed up like 10 or 15 seconds numerous times because I was like, what? <laughs> so did you note the poster, <laughs> that the poster is significant? The poster no? is kind of a spoiler. How so? I'm looking at it now. It's got Numi Rapace. Oh, okay. Sorry. Not not that. There's a in one of the images. There's the lamb, and you can see a reflection in its eye. It's a still from the film. It's when the dog is up about something, and Ada comes around the corner, and the dog like whimpers. <gasps> I see it. Yeah. Sheep Dad is in Little Lammy's eye. I didn't see that until just now in these stills. So I have to assume it's in the film, and that's significant and kind of a spoiler, but I wasn't looking because it was really hard to keep my attention on this movie. I'm so sorry. Really? I find that interesting. I was pretty gripped. And that's a curious idea to me, because you're all about opening scenes for movies. What happened in the opening scene of this movie? Was it reminiscent of There Will Be Blood? It was like all landscapey and ominous? Well, there was a very The Thing thing happening where something was moving through the snow and it's blinding right. and you're like, what's that thing? Oh, it's a group of sheep or whatever. That horses. Was... It was horses. We started with right. horses and then we went to another animal and then we went to sheep. Sure. There were all these weird animal misdirects at the yeah. top. So I watched it, and for some reason, my my subtitles were turned off. And I literally didn't know it for the first 
at least 10 minutes. But there was like no dialogue for the right. first 10 minutes. No. So this opening scene that you've said that first scenes are very important. No words for nearly 10 minutes. Feeding of animals and coffee and reading and tagging a sheep and tractor talk. And then it's eight more minutes before the titular lamb is born. And you have no clue what's happening with that lamb. And you know because of the ominous score and the fact that they look at each other and like, this ain't no ordinary lamb, Bob. I did <laughs> I did not, from their loaded glances, I did not get that there was something going on with the lamb baby. From the thump, I thought that the lamb mommy died. And it, was it wasn't something. until the brother, Peter, Peter. Peter the pevert. <laughs> the pevert. Yeah. Because he was all up on Numi Rapace. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously it spoke to some kind of mutual understanding they had previously. But it wasn't until he said, near the end of the movie, did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Does your hubby know? Does daddy know that you killed Ada's mommy? Ada's mommy? That I put two and two together. That that sheep outside the window was Ada's mommy. I thought Ada's mommy died in the birthing. I should have reconsidered that assumption, though, when Lammy was revealed. I mean, it's probable that she did because Ada's mommy nearly died from the boning. We don't know it at the time because all the sheep are running away. And then Ada's mommy stumbles into the hallway and collapses. Oh, is that why? Did you at any point think that Lamb Dad boned the Lamb Mom? I thought that Lamb Dad, until Lamb Dad was revealed, was just an evil presence. Really? Because I thought Lamb Dad was Ingvar. <laughs> oh, man. What That's are you going to do? Completely different story. See, and see, you, you mentioned those innocuous opening scenes, which I think were actually quite important because. They established the rapport between Numi Rapace and Lamb Dad. So I'm like, all right, they they like legit love each other, right? And so I didn't get that about Ingvar, but I can see how you would think that. And then secondly, and this is a little bit more subtle, I think it was important, forgive me if this is inappropriate, but I think it was important. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was important that we established that this couple could read. And was educated and weren't just back road, bumpkin, feeble minded <laughs> people. Like these were educated people who, for whatever reason, chose this life. Like it was important to establish that both of them were reading. I think that was important. And then the future conversation, the first dialogue of the film, if I'm not mistaken, was about them alluding to something in their past, something presumably tragic, which sets up the later reveal that Ada one died. I got nothing from that. The first dialogue technically was I've got her legs as they're birthing a lamb. Not the titular mm. lamb, but another lamb. And then 10 minutes later, at the 27 minute mark, Ingvar talks to the dog. And then it's very long time before they talk to each other. I think right around the time that Peter gets thrown out of the trunk, like they actually start having actual conversations human conversations. Mm. And I thought this was some kind of atmospheric tone setting where they probably go days at a time speaking not more than a couple of words to each other until the pesky brother arrives. And then mm. they have to act civilized and bust out their VHS for company. <laughs> I guess it could make sense that a rock and roller type would get mixed up with 
the wrong people who would put him in a trunk? See, I don't know. I thought <laughs> because in my high school days when I had no car and mom refused to pick me up a mile and a half from school at the time, um, I would ride home in trunks. Maybe that's just how rock and rollers in Iceland do. <laughs> you think he... But All right, I'll entertain that for a moment and say he could have been hitching a ride, but why did they, like, unceremoniously chuck his phone into the distance? Because that's how you do. It's Icelandic Uber. <laughs> you get the, like, the base rate, the Uber, Uber basic is in the trunk and you get your cell phone chucked. I did think that the nameless driver pulled out the cell phone, that she was ending the ride. <laughs> <laughs> but then he came out of the trunk and I was like, mm, something's going on here. I mean, at least they had the courtesy of like dropping him off at his home. I guess he like wandered through the fields for days or something, didn't he? Yeah, this was the big misdirect with Peter. You think he's like some creep and he's going to stumble upon the, the farmhouse and like wreak havoc. And then that's further underscored when he's like hiding from her. You don't realize that he's hiding from her because he has witnessed this, like, unceremonious murder, but he's hiding from her. I, why is he hiding from her? Because he wants to just hide out in the barn for a while? Because they have history. It's not to say that it wasn't there, that, you know, because it was obvious that they had a past. We understand Peter's, Peter's dynamic after he's welcomed by his brother, but before yes. that, we think he's a dude on the lamb about to wreak havoc at the farmhouse. The fil I believe the filmmakers want us to believe that Peter's a bad dude. Or he doesn't have connection with the family. Anyway, and then there's the lamb mom piece. You realize that the lamb mom was going after her baby before it was revealed that Lammy was part human? 100%. Before, I was just like, okay, so they've obviously had some kind of tragedy, and now they're taking this lamb, and for whatever reason, this is a very special lamb that they're going to treat like a baby. Maybe it's pristine and white and beautiful or something, and she's like, I'm going to adopt this lamb, and it's going to be in a sad Icelandic way, my surrogate comfort baby animal thing. Fine. It's all wrapped up and swaddled. It's kind of a cheat because it's it is a real lamb, just like that they were birthing real lambs. It's not a minotaur. It's like the opposite. It's a what, what do you call it when it's the animal's head and a human body? It's like a lamb o toddler or something. <laughs> and a minotaur or centaur? Centaur. Uh, I don't know actually. Centaur is the man horse <clears throat> combo, but the horse is the back <laughs> half and the man is the front half. Centaur, you're right. Half. That's a bull. See? Sheep tar. It doesn't work. Lamb and sheep don't rhyme with anything. <laughs> sheep tar. And so I and so I just thought they're keeping this lamb because they've decided to yes. not infantilize, not humanize. They've just adopted this lamb as their surrogate child sure. or whatever. And the, la the lamb mom is not happy. And she has all these lamb dreams or whatever. And then all of a sudden the mom deserves to die because Numi is descending into lamb madness. And I thought this was going to drive them apart. He was going to be like, I need a lady who is interested in a human baby. And she was insistent on raising the lamb as a human. And then the lamb toddler showed up. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and it looks like Stuart Little or Lamington Paddington. It doesn't see it doesn't work. Stuart Little. Oh, man. And it had like the yellow sweater and like the, the wellies on and stuff. And I was like, uh, so, <laughs> so Kelly originally saw this trailer and was like, you should watch Lamb and then tell me if I can watch Lamb. 
because the problem with the Halloween movies is I have to preview them. So fine, and I, I'm going to preview it, and we're going to commit to reviewing it or whatever, because the trailer makes it look like a very vivid-style European art house creepy horror tale. And then we got Stuart Little, and I was <laughs> like, is it scary because it's scary, or is it scary because it's Iceland? <laughs> I can't get over Stuart Little. I'm like, the sequel to Lammy has to be Lammy Takes Brooklyn or <laughs> Lammy Does America, right? Right. Lammy Storms Reykjavik. Uh, what was your question? I didn't have a question. It's more <laughs> quiet rage at this movie trying to pull a thing over on me. And then when you see the monster, you're like, what? Oh, the lamb dad. And so at that point, I'd forgotten. I have to be honest. I completely forgot about the creature. I just thought that was like horny Ingvar browsing his livestock for his like Friday evening hookup or something. And breathing all creepily. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's cold out there. So you thought it was a, be a bestiality story? <laughs> Maybe. Who knows, man? And then Ram Jam shows up at the end. And like, if you're going to come up with a concept of there's a lamb baby, and if that's not scary enough, we're going to justify it and explain it with the actual Ram Dad. And that's just doubling down on a bad hand. It doesn't mm. make it more profound or tie it together or make it better. Well, it explains some things and i think that ram dad was a little underutilized but under utilized under is that a was that an utter utter reference you well do lambs have do do ewes have udders <laughs> i mean i think so <laughs> he was utter utilized utter utilized i mean if we want to talk about ram dad anatomy then uh we can go there because he uh, definitely had junk like a swing in. I didn't see that. Did you see yeah. some kind of uh, uncut Icelandic version? Um, <laughs> uh, no, but I saw Lamb Dad utter. That's for sure. Was, <laughs> was it when Lamb Dad was walking away with the lamb toddler? Yeah. So it was so swinging that it was a, a from, like a from behind between the leg shot? I mean, I guess it could have been like a little welly or something. But no, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was uh, it was Dong. Anyway, um, Lamb Dad underutilized. He should have been more of a presence. The fact that he's revealed after Ingvar is shot. By the way, why does Lamb Dad use a rifle or a shotgun or whatever? Shouldn't Lamb Dad, like, tear into you with his cloven hooves or something? I mean, that would have been scarier. But no, we're demonstrating that Lamb Baby is humanoid enough so that it could have a flawlessly human body from mid-torso on down and makes little weird lamb noises or whatever. But otherwise is perfectly, I mean, those clothes fit it perfectly. Well, you have to, you can't overlook Lammy's right arm was a hoof. Well, it was it? Yeah, the right arm, the left arm was like normal kid hand, and then the left arm, or one of the arms was a hoof. 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 <sighs> yeah, so we just had to demonstrate that Ram Dad was more humanoid than Lamb, and thus used tools and thus used weapons. It would have been way scarier if he had been, like, he was out and got attacked by his livestock, but then, it, like, it's like, rah, it's like gnashing and tearing at his throat or whatever, but then when he walks away, you see that it has a human body, and then you're like, whoa, or whatever. Well, when you think about it, Lammy really is only a quarter human. Uh, how do you figure that? Because Lamb Dad is probably, you know, half-half. Yeah. So if Mom is full sheep, and Lamb Dad is half-half, then that means that Lammy is only a quarter human. Now, I need you to stop basing this movie in any kind of reason, 
because no, Lamb Kid was way more than a quarter human. I get genetically what you're saying. It doesn't translate. Yeah, you're right. Lammy's pretty much like three quarters human. But anyway, his genes could be strong. Yeah, I guess so. Because Ramdad was definitely strong. <laughs> but Lamdad should have... There are any number of scenarios that Lamdad could have been more of a presence. He could have <laughs> galvanized the, the herd. Please, let us logically <laughs> brainstorm this thing. He could have galvanized the herd and mobilized you know, the sheep against their shepherd. They could have all attacked him. Although, you know, Ingvar overall was a good dude. Like, I don't think the sheep took umbrage with his care of them. Lambdad could have at least thrown down and not hidden behind a gun. But why did, I mean, if we are going to follow any logic, we could at least follow horror logic, which would suggest that Ingvar would need to be fatally flawed in some way to be brutally murdered in the way he was. And he wasn't. He was a good guy and a good dad and he had he had every intention of doing right by Ada and um, Numi Rapace should probably have been killed because she had that constituent horror film sex scene you know which usually precedes the ingenue's death very unnecessary sex scene but it also fell out of place I mean, it made sense story-wise, right? Because this was the first time in a long time that they were kid-free and Anki Peter took <laughs> Ada out on the fishing trip or whatever. And they were like, you know, let's take advantage of this time we have alone together, this rare moment. The horror of this movie is in their isolation and yes. their obvious, doubly reinforced self-deception that Ada Two was actually Ada one. Not that they believed that was the case, but they chose, they decided so much that th that was their baby, that they were going to name it. It was basically their baby reincarnated in their minds. As signified by naming Lammy Ada. It's like this purgatory of despair where they're just like quietly grieving for years, all isolated on a farm or whatever. Like I was shocked when they had a TV. I was like, whoa. They're like part of society. They have a connection to the outside world. But you weren't shocked when they pulled out the VHS. I mean, at first I was like, well, that makes total sense. And I started to question maybe this was a different time before Lammy would blow up on the Internet or whatever. But then I realized that maybe they had that VHS around because Peter's rock star persona and his life was so long ago that they only had it captured on VHS. Oh, the music video did have a distinctly like 80s sensibility or an ace of bass sensibility because Sweden and Iceland, everything they do that's new still feels like the 90s to me. <laughs> ace of bass was Swedish. Yeah. And I'm not conflating Sweden and Iceland in a powers of darkness kind of way. They're all Nordic cultures. And if that's not the case, if Nordic culture doesn't apply that broadly, I apologize. Because I'm pretty sure Sweden and Iceland, Iceland, of course, being an island, are fairly far away from each other. But it's like a Sarsgaard, the Northman kind of crossover vibe where Swedes kind of look like Icelanders, maybe. Well, Numi Rapace is Swedish. Wasn't Dragon Tattoo Swedish? Yeah, and just like the Sarsgaard dude. So, But she had an Icelandic stepfather and thus spoke Icelandic, which is mm. in fact what they speak in this movie. And it's the first time she's ever been in a movie where she spoke Icelandic. Interesting. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I mean, she's a 
Dragon Tattoo was a huge hit. But did you know that Lamb is also a huge hit? Yep, a huge hit for Iceland, which as a qualifier is kind of sad to say. Well, why? It's the highest grossing motion picture in the history of Iceland or Icelandic cinema. Why is that sad? And it's official submission for Best Foreign Language Film to the Academy Awards. The only Icelandic film in history to make a million dollars in one weekend. Almost any other movie that we've ever reviewed, discussed, or watched, if it made a million dollars in its first weekend, would be like, oh, that's bad. (laughs) But for Iceland, it's creme de la creme. Well, when you make a movie for bubblegum and scotch tape, a million bucks is pretty good. I guess so. Three million worldwide? Come on. And like I said, people made money off this movie that are not me. But... I do think that Ada is better off. Like, I don't think it was sustainable. It's a good thing that Ramdad took her off into the hills. This is basically an Icelandic werewolf tale. You think it had a happy ending? No, I just think it had a more appropriate ending. Because let's face it, carrying this through to a natural conclusion as far as Numi Rapace was concerned, Ada was going to get bullied in school. And so would probably be better (laughs) off in the hills learning to shoot a rifle. Homegirl was not going to school. Homegirl was homeschooled, for well, sure. What were homegirl was gonna get homeschooled? What what were they gonna do? What was the long term plan? Um, to continue to live in isolation in their happiness. One big happy lamely. I hear what you're saying. If you follow the story of Lamb for Numi Rapace and Ingvar, it inevitably ends in tragedy. So why not just get it over with? So maybe just as well that he got shot in the throat. My most satisfying tie-up for that whole thing, well, it was uh, my reworking of a nursery rhyme. And that's, if this lamb dad shoots my throat, mama's gonna find her a billy goat. Because <laughs> she's like on her own and that's what's going to happen and she's going to continue to live in a fantasy world. That's what happens in Lammy Takes Reykjavik? Yeah. It's it's her, and she goes hunting. She wants to mate with the lamb, the ram jam, and get her own baby. Or she could just mate with a ram, like a ram ram. I mean, in the world of this, you know, animal husbandry logic, I'm sure that could happen. Oh, that's another Ace of Base tie-in. All that she wants is a lamby baby. Oh, man. Lamb. <laughs> Was this a beard movie? Was this a beard movie? Yeah, like you talked about um, that George Clooney in the snow movie as being a beard movie. Um, I mean, this is definitely a beard in the snow movie. And if anybody was rational or reasonable in this movie, it was rock star thrown out of the trunk Peter. Who I'm surprised wasn't like, I'm outie. He had to be kind of thrown outie. Well, whatever. The fact is he left and I guess kept their weird secret and just disappeared from the movie. Yeah, they had to dispose of Peter before the tragedy. Otherwise, Numi Rapace wouldn't be entirely on her own. (sighs) I'm telling you, dude, after the screen cut to black, she cut open Ingvar's nuts and extracted the sperm and then tried to inseminate another sheep. I guarantee it. So gross, dude. This is the convoluted logic of a movie like Lamb. And I struggled with this one, man, because this movie, it committed the cardinal sin of making me mad. Mm, like really? I was so put off by the reveal that it wasn't like I, did, I couldn't even chuckle 
the CG was terrible. Uh, I, I do like that they, you know, she was talking about how Numi Rapace was talking about how she just came from a big budget movie and then landed in Iceland and started shooting the next day. And her very first day was one of the lamb birthing scenes. Like she got in there and it felt very real and, and I guess atmospheric or whatever, but they bumbled that thing so badly in my humble opinion that it made me mad. And the fact that they expected me to keep my focus and concentration for an hour and 45 minutes, I had to rewind multiple times because of my anger where I was like, oh, wait, did they give us a thing? Did they do a thing that's important? I better rewind and check it out. Before you give your final rating, tell me, did you watch this during the day? Yep. I figured. All right. And your final rating is? I don't know, man. I was really like, I've taken it easy because I gave Nope a whatever and I'm never going to watch Nope again. May, I mean, maybe I could watch Nope to see if I missed anything for the second viewing, but I don't think I missed anything in Lamb because I so thoroughly rewound it. And I think I've been too nice, man. I like Numi Rapace. I like, I mean, Iceland has its own built-in thing, but if this were like in Cleveland or something, this would be the worst movie ever. Iceland and its its eerie sort of otherworldly backdrop is not enough to make this a good movie. And, and the grittiness and the realness is not enough. And the lamb baby was stupid and their logic was stupid and it made me mad. I'm going to go with a very light but still doesn't quite clear the bar. Nope. This is like a Gollum of a movie. Do you kind of like Gollum? I mean, I guess sort of. He's sort of cute in a way, but you also can't like Gollum because he's terrible. What's Icelandic for nope? They screamed it during the soccer game. It's like, yeah. hi, hi. There was a soccer game? You don't remember the, I think it was soccer. It could have been some Icelandic game. When did they ever get together and have enough people for a soccer game? <laughs> oh, you mean on TV? The handball yes, game? Yes, they watch. Yes. Uh, is that what that was? During yeah. handball, they're like, nay, <laughs> nay, nay. And they're like pulling out their hair. Nay it is for lamb. You mean it's bad? No. <laughs> I feel guilty even laughing at that. Uh, dude, you recommended Lamb. I watched Lamb. I also watched it like in the dead of night. And I think because of that, it was eerie. I was gripped. I would say that you probably could pack that story into like a tight 60 minutes. Because there wasn't a ton of story to go around for an hour and 40. But uh, it freaked me out, dude. I went back and I rewatched it and I was like, that's definitely human butt. <laughs> and then when Peter confronts his brother in the hallway after the bath scene, I was like, go, Peter, speak the truth, man. And I had this like tension release of laughter. I don't know. I'm going to give Lamb a solid yow. Yow? Yow. <laughs> Which is yes in Icelandic. <laughs> Let me see good. Let's see good in Icelandic. Good. It just cast away all logic, and that's all they have in Iceland. She killed the lamb mom, and then they didn't even eat the meat. That's just bad farming. You know what? It's irresponsible. Gooj. Yep. Gooj. Hold on. Hoogj. Hoogj is good in Icelandic. <sighs> I'm, and I'm a stickler for logic a lot of times. But this thing knew what it was. It had... Its pace was even though slow, appropriate for the story it told. And um, there were definitely some surprises there. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. And that's our discussion on 2021's Lamb, available on VOD. If you don't want to rent it, just 
contact Wes. There was no rental option. It's $8. I'm never going to get back. (laughs) 818-835-0473 or whatevermovies at gmail.com if you enjoyed this discussion on Lamb. We'd love to hear from you. And if you didn't, we'd love to hear from you too. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at or whatever movies. And please subscribe to our podcast. If you're so inclined, leave us a five star review. And we hope that you enjoy the rest of Halloween 2022 at or whatever movies. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50 Year Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Electric acid. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid.